Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today, we've got a great story of someone taking a new interest in smoking just to apply some malicious compliance. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, hold music sucks? Sure, I'll sing along. I work at a crap call center, as stated before. Tonight's story is near and dear to my heart because it takes being crapped on and taking advantage of to an extra level. Tonight I get a call and this Karen calls up. Like most call centers slash CSRs, we always want to verify the customer. Well, this boomer, whiskey, drink, sorry excuse of a human just wasn't having it. Sucks because I made sure I did my job and then some. I've been told that I need to make sure that my average hold time is 9 minutes exactly and we must talk every 10 seconds to avoid dead air. This is not an easy task, however Karen made it super easy and fun. Karen said, I need help with X. I said sure thing, no problem at all, may I please have your name and email address please? She said my email? You want my email? Insert boomer moment here. I said yes, please, not dropping to her level of butt. Karen rage quits and says, you want my email. Why in God's green earth do I need to give you my darn email? This is outrageous. No wonder no one shops here. More booming. My friend says this place sucks now. I see why. Insert massive boom and insults. I say, let me get someone to assist. Karen says, oh Jesus, now it's going to take forever. Here, while I wait, let me do this. Let me fill my glass with ice and pour a drink. I said, no worries, you do whatever you need to. Puts her on hold and takes a deep breath. At this point, I'm still remaining professional and tell her I will happily get someone who can assist us. I put her on hold and try to get someone to transfer to because at this point, it's company policy to verify the customer and she just wasn't letting me do my job so I wanted backup. So after two minutes, we're required to check on the customer so I decided to click on over to her. Just a few more minutes, okay? Karen, pretending her drunk butt can't hear me. Hello, hello, are you there? How about you turn off your hold music? I prefer my own. I said, I can't do that. Karen starts singing. I say, bet. At this moment, professionalism has gone right out the window. Gloves are off, it's now been 20 minutes of abuse, and it's game time. And now, a selection from our finest library. Hot cross buns played in C-sharp. I put a recorder to my lips and start to play. I played Hot Cross Buns for the next minute and a half. Karen sang louder than ever before during it. It was the most beautiful harmony of boomer and butt. When the concert was done, I made sure to ask her how her cold drink was, to which she replied with, I want to speak to a supervisor. I say, sure thing. I clicked back over to the line I was on hold for. Supervisor said, thanks for calling and how can I help? I explained all of the situation and how I felt that she was being super rude to me for zero reason. Supervisor agreed. Just as I was about to transfer the Karen, the system, no surprise, crashed mega hard and I lost the call. While going back into the system, I got pulled and asked what was with this call. I explained that I don't get paid enough to be crapped on by customers over nonsense, regardless of who they are. 
Well, let me tell you what, after that day, they upped our average hold time and made it a new rule that we don't need to talk every 10 seconds. Additionally, they acknowledged that customers are not always right and made a rule that if we have a rude customer, we can simply tell them flat out not to be rude three times. If they fail to listen, we are allowed to hang up on them. P.S. Before anyone asks about the recorder, this position is remote. And yes, I enjoy playing the recorder. I am so bad at it that it sounds more like a dog whistle than music, but still fun. What I love about this story is I read these stories from home too, and you know what? I got a recorder too. I hope that wasn't too loud or annoying. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? If you don't, I'll break the recorder back out again. That said, our next story is smoking breaks. A bit of backstory, I'm a forklift driver in a logistics team at a factory for car parts. All in all, over three shifts, there's 24 forklift drivers in line feed, plus four management for the morning shift and three general logistics workers for inbound and outbound deliveries, so unloading and loading for morning and day shift. Of those 31 members of the logistics team, 28 are smokers, including myself. Especially in line feed, it can be extremely stressful if several lines run dry of a component at the same time, which happens a lot due to the codependency on parts. Parts go from line A to B to C to quality control to shipping, so we take smoke breaks when we need it and there's time for that. A general rule at my work is, if you can smoke, you have time, and everyone is following that rule. No one goes smoking if the lines are empty or during general busy hours, and we got really efficient at that. No one in the team is smoking for maybe more than two or three minutes at a time. Literally just rush to the smoking area and inhale your dose of nicotine and then back to work. Last week, a factory-wide HR statement prohibited smoking, except in the designated break times. Due to some of the lines repeatedly stopping because workers on the line didn't bother to ask someone to cover their machine during their smoke break, HR had enough and the entire factory was from there on prohibited to smoke except during the designated breaks. So why am I mentioning that? Of course, because of the stressful nature of that job and HR demanding that it is simply not possible to have the entire factory at once having a break. So the foreman of every line designates the breaks, usually two times, 15 minutes, but all lines at different times. The lines, that is, not the logistics team. The logistics team, because of this rule, can't have the break at a designated time, and we all usually take our breaks with the associated line. We didn't like it that we get punished for the mistakes of others, and our manager made this also clear to HR. But in our contract, it stated that we individually take our breaks. As long as the break starts no less than two hours after shift begins and ends no less than 45 minutes before the shift end. Cue the malicious compliance. Every single one of us line feed workers decided, after our manager being really fed up with this rule as well, yes, also a smoker with no designated break, to take our breaks in 10 minute increments after two hours, four hours, and the final one after six hours. To cut things short, it was perhaps the shortest rule in our team that existed. Only about a week, and we got a mail from HR that workers of the logistics team don't fall under this rule and can go on smoke breaks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Provided the lines are not standing and a total time of 30 minutes per shift is not exceeded. Maybe petty and a bit of buttholery, but in my opinion, it was worth it. Now, like, I understand addiction is addiction, nicotine really can grip you, but as somebody who's never smoked, is it weird or wrong of me to say, in 2023, I don't really understand smoking breaks even being a thing anymore? I feel like it creates a little bit of a weird privilege where, like, because you're damaging yourself, or you just need to fuel that need for nicotine, you get extra time off compared to other people. To be fair, if I was a smoker, I probably would see this in a totally different light. This next story is, sort the laundry? You got it, boss. I'm a hotel housekeeper. It was a pretty busy day, and almost all of the rooms had to be stripped. We have two carts for dirty laundry. Well, except for the one on the top floor, and the one used to catch what we tossed down the laundry chute, but that's unimportant. What is important is that my boss is pretty insistent on sorting the laundry before it goes to get put through the cleaning process. Sorting the laundry entails separating the towels, and everything that's not towels, into the two dirty baskets. Now, as I mentioned, it was pretty busy and there were lots of laundry, but I still had to sort them. Initially, I tried taking the towels out and swapping them all into one basket while putting everything else into the other. After a while, I realized that this method would probably take hours at best. I got the idea to take everything out, sort them into two piles, and then put them back in. So I did. The pile of towels was medium-sized at best. The pile of everything not towels, however, was nearly up to the ceiling. I put them back into their respective baskets and found that the stack of not towels was in fact taller than me and I'm over six feet tall. About this time, the manager walks in and says verbatim, What the freak did you do? Exactly what you told me to do? My manager is barely 5 feet tall and couldn't hope to reach the top of the stack. The person who comes in when I leave is also very short. Speaking of which, it's my time to go. Have fun, I said as I clocked out. As I walked out, I heard another, what the freak? This time it was from the poor employee who came in and saw my handiwork. Apparently she had to stand on a chair to reach the top, which would not have happened if I wasn't told to sort it. The best part was that I couldn't be blamed because... Well, I did what I was told, duh. But it doesn't stop there. She demanded that I call my 6 foot 5 friend and co-worker to help. Too bad he specifically requested that day and the next few after that to go on vacation with his girlfriend. Talk about bad timing. Since then, sorting the laundry has been optional for housekeepers. Hey, you said to do it, not how to do it. Some would say OP did a really good job, in fact, OP probably exceeded expectations. 
Our next story is, stop slacking off and get to those insurance denials? Sure thing, boss. This happened a few years ago, but was reminded of it because a lot of it is becoming public. Insurance companies are not your friends, and will do everything they can do to save money, including not paying for your medically necessary services. There's a lot of news coming out about insurance companies using algorithms to deny claims and doctors signing off on them. Before algorithms, they would have minimum wage employees reading over these claims for the doctors instead. That's what I was. I was 19 years old, working for an insurance company denying claims. I would be the first line for doctors to call and give their case for why they thought they needed a service or medicine. For some reason, 19-year-old me with no medical experience was allowed to tell these doctors that services were not needed medically. This job was the easiest, yet most miserable job experience I ever had. I was only able to last a few months there. During my last two weeks, I was really slacking off. I was just so burned out. I couldn't stand denying yet another case where someone needed meds and the insurance company didn't want to pay for them. I was reprimanded for not working hard enough and getting processed. Insert malicious compliance. I worked faster than I ever had before. That's because I approved every case that came before. Every doctor I spoke to, I just gave them approval. Every prior authorization I saw was approved. During my first week, I did this once and was told to not do it again because I have to follow company guidelines, but I didn't care at that point. I probably was able to approve 50 plus cases before I quit. I hope it made a difference to those people. Screw health insurance companies. Honestly, as somebody who's had relatives who have been utterly screwed by their insurance, God bless America, it would have been a godsend to have somebody like OP on the other side who just said, yep, you're good. Somebody really close to me got hung out to dry by their insurance, and I believe they were put on the hook for like $25,000 of medical bills. And of course, because you try to get the insurance to pay for them because they should be covering that, it takes so long trying to get the insurance to even like respond to you that by the time you're already left with no other option but having to just somehow try to pay for it yourself, those bills have already gone to collections. Our next story is, not allowed to use the phone at the desk? This one is based on an experience my wife had at a previous job, around 12 years ago. My wife, girlfriend at the time, worked for a small IT recruitment company as a recruiter. The offices were quite small, situated on the first floor of an office block with no balcony or kitchen, or any place to really take a proper lunch break. So my wife just sat at her desk during her allocated tea and lunch breaks and browsed her phone. Her PC was locked from accessing any websites such as Facebook and such. She found out that she was reported several times for being on her phone at her desk, something that was not allowed while working, but argued that she was on her lunch break and that she wasn't working and could be on her phone. She was then told that she cannot be on her phone at her desk as her colleagues can't know that she's on a break. She argued that there's nowhere to go for breaks except for downstairs and outside, a place where the smokers take regular breaks. But nope, she was not allowed on her phone at her desk. So, from that day on, whenever the group of smokers took a break, she would go downstairs and stand with them, browse her phone, and come up with them. This meant that she took breaks as frequently as the smokers did and she was away from her desk far more than she was taking her previous breaks for. It's small, but she felt a little victory inside. Luckily, she didn't stay in that job long. 
I think the only thing that really sucks about this is because she has to take these breaks with the smokers, she's got to go outside and breathe in all that secondhand smoke just to be able to use their phone for a little bit during their downtime. Our next story is office parking only until 6 p.m. My friend lives in a mobile home park that doesn't allow street parking, which they enforce with a tow company that leaves you at least $400 poorer if you disobey. There is guest parking, but not enough of it. There's also parking spots for the front office that have signs saying guests can't park there until after 6 p.m. I went to visit my friend the other day and there was no available guest parking, but two office spots were open. However, it was 5.45. I'm too aware of the consequences to risk that. So I parked and sat in my car for 15 minutes. Security walked past me four times, but I was still in my car, meaning I wasn't officially parked and could have gone into the office to talk to someone if I wanted. At 5.59, I got out of my car and filled out the parking slip to put on my dash, then waved at the two guards hanging out in a golf cart as I went to my friend's place. I didn't truly park my car until after 6. This is one of those situations you're sitting there in your car like, almost challenging them to try to call you out on it, like, come on, walk up to the car, say it's not 6pm yet, I just hope you challenge me so I can back up out of here and circle around the parking lot for 5 minutes till it is 6pm. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 